are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Landon, we are back. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys are NFC East champions. I am Marcus Mosier. He is Landon McCool. And we are the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We're going to be talking about the Cowboys' big Week 16 win over the Washington football team. We're going to talk about the Cowboys clinching the NFC East. But before we do that, Landon, did you have a nice Christmas? I did. It was uh, obviously it was made sweeter by this. There's no doubt about that. But uh, uh, it was really nice to uh, to get some time spent time with family. Um, we're actually I'm actually headed to Dallas early tomorrow morning to see the rest of my family. So I'm excited about that. Uh, and I bet the boot on the plane and, and, and in the airport is going to be uh, quite quite great. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, all right. So a, a million different directions we could take. Let's just start yeah. with the obvious. So Cowboys officially clinched the NFC East. They didn't even have to play today to do that. Uh, and then they destroyed Washington 56 to 14. Um, what were just your general thoughts on the entire day? I mean, I just kept thinking it's all the stuff that we kept on talking about all week, right? It's mm-hmm. like Dak running the football a little bit more. It's it's playing on home turf and and just getting you know another week of getting the offense in sync. And boy, did they look in sync! Uh, it, it's it's uh, the defense kind of continuing where they were. It's uh, the offensive line taking a step. Uh, it, you know, it, it's just. It, it, it was all the things that we, we, we had hoped that they would do that, that, that we thought that they could do. Um, and just, you know, and, and, and getting, you know, getting Cooper the ball more and, and targeting him more, which, which produced good results, even if Cooper didn't catch all the passes that yeah. he could have, you know, I, I just felt like uh, it, all that stuff didn't just go away. You know what I'm saying? And, and tempo, that was another big thing that I, I would point out is tempo using the tempo. It's just like they, they, They've had the the secret sauce for a while, but they haven't been using it. And and then it's like they showed us in the first half, hey, it's still there. It's we still got this. Uh, and, and now is the time to kind of start to get this back in sync. And uh, you know, it, it really it's crazy because, I mean, it looked like it looked like it never went away. Dax throwing off his calf, you know, rolling yeah. left deep down the field. They're taking strikes. They're they're taking advantage yep. of offside penalties. Uh, and then, you know, we'll get into the defense, but I, I just, oh, you yeah. know, from the offense side of things, it's just like suddenly they just turned it on and, and, and they're back at home and it's like they never left. So, all right, I, I got some big thoughts about this game, about some of the performances from like Dak and Calvin Joseph, who we're going to get to in a second. Yeah. But big picture here, I think, first of all, we were a little bit more optimistic on this team over the last couple of weeks than most people. I think we were telling say, hey, don't panic. They're fine. They're just a couple missed throws or missteps away from kind of going nuclear on offense. And things they they, they did that obviously today, right? The offense yeah. was clicking. But I just it was about the third or fourth drive in this game land. And I, I was watching this game with uh some family members of mine that are also cowboy fans and they were getting nervous when Washington scored their first touchdown to make it like 21 7. And me, of all people, is like, listen, guys, you can relax. It's just fine. Wow. Right? But that, and I, I kind of had that self like uh, realization moment, like, oh, I feel differently about this team than I have about any Cowboy team in a long time. Like, 
giving up a touchdown when you're up 21 seven is not the end of the world. They're not going to make a run like we've seen before. They're not going to let Washington sneak back into this game. It's just, it feels differently. And that, that's all I would say. Yeah. I mean, it does. It feels, it feels different. Like the, the defense is not just uh, good enough. It's, it's really, really, really good. Yeah. And, um and, and, you know, the offense is getting back to, you know, the kind of thing that we expected it to be, you know, early in the season. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been a Cowboys fan my whole life. I, I lived through all the different iterations of the, you mm-hmm. know, the, the 90s Cowboys and the, or all the 2000s and the decent teams that, that, we, that we had with Romo and the good teams mm-hmm. that we had with Romo. This is, this team's different. And, and I don't it know, that that me- I don't know if that means it's going to translate, uh, to anything, but it certainly is, uh, the most talented team I think that we've had since those nineties teams. I well, mean, and I think there's, there's a couple of things that happened. Like I think when you win the division and you didn't have to win a game necessarily to do that, I think there, there would be some human nature to come out flat and take like a, a deep breath and be like, okay, we're okay. We don't have to spend every ounce of energy now to try to earn that spot. It was actually the opposite, right? Yeah. Like Mike McCarthy's team and game in this game, like it was a like it was a Super Bowl game. Like yeah. that was the type of energy they played from the from the very beginning. Atlanta, like even in the fourth quarter of this game, like that defense did not want to give up first downs at all. Like you saw mm-hmm. Do- Donovan Wilson like just flying around late in the fourth quarter after this game has been decided two and a half hours ago. I, I think to me that's what makes this team feel different. That's all. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a mentality. Uh, it is it's, a a, it's an aggressive right. mentality, and and I think that you know that's really what we feel like uh, maybe had been missing, you know, in the last few weeks uh, on the, at least on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, and it felt like they uh, were getting through the games because they knew that they could get through the games, mm-hmm. and you know, the, and obviously some of the games they didn't get through, right? Uh, but especially the last two weeks, it felt like they were healthy enough to kind of do this, but they just you know, just weren't quite in sync. It wasn't quite lining up. They still were getting guys back in, in, in into the mix uh, from injuries. Uh, and the, that this was the week that I, I think you and I even pointed out, this was the week where we're, we were like, if the Cowboys don't get right here, then I would be concerned. Yeah. But this is the week yeah. that they do it. They're coming off three-game road trip, the first game at home in a long time. Dax finally got, you know, so, so, some time with a complete offense. This is we're getting near the end of the season, so there's not really any reason to hold back, you know, some of this stuff. And you saw it, you saw yep. Kellen Moore show show us a little bit more creativity there. You show you saw uh, a little bit more interesting play design. Uh, you saw Dak, and the other things too. You saw Dak running the football at times when previously in the last few weeks he would just play it safe and kind of get down mm-hmm. and, and do do his thing. So. Uh, I thought that that all the things that we talked about ha- that had been missing that we expected to show up uh, in December and near the end with the play- when the late seasons happen when the, when the playoffs start to happen uh, it started to show up in this game and and, and it was the stuff that made all the difference. I actually had an uncle that I was watching this game with. He asked me, "Who does this team remind you of?" And I said, "It reminds me." Without even thinking of the connection, this is just where my brain was at. I said, "This reminds me a lot of like the 2016 Falcons, like." the speed they have on defense and just how fast they are on both sides of the ball. Then it's like, Oh wait, we've got Dan Quinn who coached that team, right. Who uh, happened to beat the Packers later on in the playoffs that year. Just 
Oh, a lot, a lot of similarities to that team, especially when you go look to see how that Falcons team finished that year. A lot of very similar scores to what Dallas is doing now. But I want to talk about the offense and I want to talk about the defense in the next couple segments. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Built Bar this holiday season. Grab the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar is filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with great flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calorie, sugar, net carbs, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. There's so many great flavors. You're going to have a hard time choosing whether you have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your order right now. All right, Landon, let's talk about the Cowboys offense. Um, 56 points, although they got a, a pump block for a touchdown. So offense, you really only get – well, and then DeMarcus Lawrence. And then DeMarcus touchdown. Lawrence, yeah. All yeah. right, so offense slacking a little bit. Um, yeah. Dak Prescott, 28 of 39, 330 yards, four touchdowns, and basically did it all in the first half. I, I thought he was incredible. He thought he looked so comfortable. I He ran the ball more in this game than I think I've seen him run all season long. I, I thought he's, he was outstanding. Yeah, I mean, this 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 looked the closest Dak has, has looked to what we saw earlier in the season, uh, you know, pre-calf injury that we've seen so far uh it just feels like he's gotten more comfortable uh feels like he's finally kind of gotten back in sync with a mm-hmm. lot of his receivers uh i thought lamb had bounced back in a way that uh was really impressive and he had like able, two catches know. across the middle that were just incredible ones. absolutely absolutely yeah and and you know and just the efficiency being back up to where it needed to be converting four or five targets and um, you know, I just think that, and then they, they mixed in Gallup as they need Gallup, you know, was not exactly high efficiency, but you know, you needed his targets. He's not always going to be that guy. Like what that's you okay. want him is that guy that's kind of getting him down the field and he's going to take some this shots. This isn't a Gallup even, game anyways, right? Yeah. Like they didn't need he, him for this one. Even if they, even if it was just, you know, creating room underneath with his deep routes, yep. uh, uh, it was incredibly yep. useful. And then Schultz continued, you know, again, that's a huge part of this offense is, is working the tight end. Schultz continued to play that role to mm-hmm. perfectly with, uh, with the, the touchdown and, and, and 82 yards, 82 tough yards where, you know, he, he got beat up a lot physically. At one point he went down and you worried that he wasn't going to get back up because he took a vicious shot. Um, but, you know, I, I just feel like that you, you saw the offense, uh, performing in a way in the way that it's supposed to run, getting the ball around to all your playmakers with a heavy emphasis on guys like Cooper, uh, and then and just really having answers all around you, right? And and, mm-hmm. and kind of attacking, uh, being aggressive, playing with tempo, uh, you know, making sure that the defense doesn't have time to catch their breath. Uh, and and Dak, you know, when he gets in those modes and he's and he has the answers and he's able to get his feet planted and, 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 you know, deliver the ball. Uh, you saw what would happen. I think he, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he complete like his first 20 passes or something like that? I mean, yeah, it was, some, well, I think he had one incompletion. I think he, at one point he was 20 of 21, something yeah. ridiculous like that. It's just, I mean, just absolutely ridiculous. So, um, yeah, I mean, this shows you when this offense is playing like that and our defense is playing the way they are. I mean, there's, we will talk about it at the end of the, of the podcast, I'm sure, but, I mean, there's no one in this in this league that I'm scared of when the Cowboys can play like this. Yeah, so the Cowboys had 11 different players catch a pass in this game, six different players run the ball, and you love that you were able to like to get through this game. Ezekiel Elliott had nine carries, Tony Pollard had eight carries. Like 
didn't have to put a lot of extra touches on their body. That's absolutely fantastic. Um, let's let's talk about uh, an awesome stat that Dak count. I don't know if you saw this. Dak, first quarterback in NFL history to throw a touchdown to a running back, wide receiver, tight yeah. end, and offensive lineman all in the same game. Kellen Moore needs some love on there too. Honestly, I mean that <laughs> yes, was. He does. I mean, yep. the, after all the all the anticipation, I don't know if he's reading Twitter or what's going on, but after all the anticipation that Connor McGovern is going to be the guy to catch the pass, it really felt like somehow it was a misdirect to get Terrence Steele that pass. Uh, so uh, yeah, I just really a fantastic game by uh, Moore, who uh, mm. you know, again, uh, I, we've been talking about it. it. It felt like just has been holding on to his bag for a little bit. He still it, is. It, it felt like. It felt like those last few weeks got got thin, and it was like, it's almost time to unleash this stuff. But uh, and he did, and it was fantastic. And uh, and and you know, some of it some of it didn't work. But man, that uh, hook and lateral that they almost got to Cooper <laughs> that would have worked if but he had caught that ball. I think I also we talked about this before. I think I honestly think the playing surface had a big deal reason why the offense struggled yeah. the last couple of weeks. I don't mean mean to make excuse because it's not really an excuse, but. The Cowboys are kind of a dome team, right? Like when yeah. they're on turf, they're really hard to stop just because of the way they've designed their offense. So it's not surprising that Kellen Moore decided to kind of grind out some ugly wins the last couple of weeks. They haven't played at home in 31 days. Now that they're home and basically playing indoors the next couple of weeks, why why not dig into your bag of tricks and do some of these things? I I thought he I, I actually I think he's managed the last couple of weeks incredibly well. I know he doesn't get enough credit for the games against Washington earlier, you know, a couple weeks ago and against the Giants, but I think he's been fine. But they should. You know, look, look what Patrick Graham did to the, you know, the supposed incredible Eagles offense. I mean, Eagles obviously clawed their way back, but yep. in the first half, they really, really were struggling and, and, and give, yep. Patrick Graham was throwing a bunch of stuff at them and, and th- throwing a bunch of, you know, a bunch of different looks. It was making very life they're very difficult for their offense. I think that there, you know, there is some credit to be given uh, to, to, to those defenses. And, and yeah, Kellen Moore, look, say what you will, Kellen Moore navigated an offense to three wins on the road uh, in a row. So as much as we want to complain about the, the style yeah. points, look, you got your style points. All right. What, Dallas is probably going to end up number one in EPA on uh, after this. Uh, you know, all, all, all the, they're all they're all they right might be number one in point differential. It's really close now between yeah. them and the Bills. Off to and they were way back too. Like, weren't they? They were. They like, were third. You know, I think Buffalo was. I believe Buffalo was like plus or forty-eight points better than they were. So I guess Dallas didn't quite make it up, but uh, it's close. It's close. It's yeah. So I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you you don't look. This is why you don't look back and poo-poo wins, right? Because when never, you get to the other never. side of it, and they and you show, hey, we can still do this. We can. We still got it. Those games where uh, other, you know, th- th- let's do it this way. Those games where previous Cowboys teams would have lost on the road easily, uh, yeah. um, they won. And and that's the difference between being potentially you know, eleven to four going yeah it covered it covered <laughs> exactly and that's the difference between going into uh, yeah. to the, the last two games potentially eleven and four looking at thirteen and four or you know going into these last potential games going you know oh, my math terrible but seven and eight or eight and seven so, and and and, and it's clawing for for uh, a wild card spot much less not even thinking about a, a divisional win. So the Cowboys Absolutely. are in a really good spot, and, and that's, you know, winning ugly games has made a huge difference for this team this year. Winning ugly games has allowed them to stay in this hunt for the number one seed, and then when they do play a, a really good game like we saw tonight, 
it was over in the first quarter. Like, like yeah. legitimately, this game was over in the first quarter. And I was actually telling my brother, I said, when's the last time the Cowboys have had a stressful game where like, you were really worried about the outcome in the fourth quarter? What was the last one? Because I don't feel like the Saints game was ever really in question. The, the Raider one, probably, right? The Raider one, right? Yeah. They haven't had many of those games this season. The Raiders game, the Bucks game, the Chargers game, and the Patriots game. And that's basically it, right? Yeah, and I mean, look, it's the NFL. Like, well, it's, these well, games are made for you to for to be stressful in the fourth quarter. So it, the fact that we haven't experienced that in this long, the reason why that's important, Lane, is because winning close games is you know it's a really it's a fifty fifty proposition. You yeah. know, we see it every year, right? More often than not, you just can't consistently win close games over several years. So. If you could turn a game into a blowout in, first, in the first quarter and not have to worry about the game being close in the fourth quarter, that's the sign of a good team. I know Packer fans are listening to this right now, and they're disagreeing, but, hey, it's just the truth, right? You know, I mean, like, look, it's better than – it's it's a better option than even getting a bye, oh, right? Yeah. Because you yeah. get your players an entire week of practice. You don't worry about their being rust because they went out there and performed, but you also yep. get them out of there before they get injured. They don't get as many as much wear and tear on the tires. This is obviously, I mean, I mean, obviously a blowout is the best of both worlds, but it's the best of both worlds for the long-term health of your team too. Yep. It's better than, than, than a buy. It's better than taking your team, your, your first play, your team guys off the field and playing your backups uh, to start the game because yep. you ultimately yep. get all the benefit of playing throughout the week, the, the benefit of not, you know, gaining rust because you are actually legitimately putting him in there to win. Uh, and, and, and none of the, of the fear of, of, like I said, of the downside there of, 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 of losing your, your guy's edge for a week or, or whatever it takes. So uh, yeah, I think for the Cowboys, this is what they should do against Philly too. I mean, you know, even if, even if they beat Arizona, even if it's all, even if you think Green Bay uh, isn't uh, Green Bay, if something happens and Green Bay can't be caught, like in the first seat is out of play. I think the Cowboys should still probably go into that last week, uh, unless you know, unless unless they're getting a bye, which they you know they only get in the first seat. Um, you know, they should go into that last week yeah. like a normal week. And 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 if they have to pull the guys early, then they pull the guys early. But I think it's I think it's important to maintain that edge especially now that you've gotten it i don't think it's gonna be a problem next week against arizona because that's a legitimate football team you're playing for positioning yep. uh, i think there, there there will be questions that last game against philly and, well, and i'm kind of planting my flag here now i think it would be important for the cowboys to yeah, play so some good, guys I think about it the good thing about the arizona game and actually i think this benefits the cowboys is the packers and vikings play on sunday night the cowboys and cardinals play on sunday afternoon so Cowboys got to play that game like the Packers are going to lose, right? So yeah. I think you're going to see a lot of intensity from Dallas. The Week 18 game is interesting, right? Like if the Cowboys know that they probably won't get the one seed because the Lions would have to beat the Packers or whatever, maybe you do consider resting guys or managing snaps. However, there's a part of me that just wants to bury the Eagles in Week 18 and not allow them in the playoffs, right? Because if you <laughs> – if you happen to let them in, that's probably the team you're playing in the first round. And while that's not really something I think you need to be all that concerned about. It's it's tough to beat a team three times. It's tough to it, beat a team really three times. We don't want the Eagles in the playoffs, but, right? Just no. bury them. How much fun would that be to end the, the Eagles season in week 18, right? 
Yeah. Uh, again, I don't know the view them as a real threat. Um, we'll see what happens week 18, but, but I, I think I agree, you know, it's well, it's, and even more so like the, the, the number two seat is, is still up for grabs, even though you don't get that first round by, it'd be really nice not to have to go to green Bay in round two. If you happen to get to round two, right. It'd be really nice yeah. to host another playoff game where all of a sudden now it's the Rams coming to play you in the first round of the playoffs, or, you know, the second round of the playoffs or something like that. Right. Yeah, I agree. I, I just think that it's a, a, a situation where um, y- you want to be able to play at home as long as yep. you can, you know. So, uh, yeah, obviously that that it goes to the first round, the first seed, and that's why you want it. Uh, but I, obviously, like you mentioned, really, ultimately, what we don't what we don't want, what inevitably is going to happen, and I think Cowboys fans need to accept it, is that. Uh, uh, that you, you're likely to play uh, a playoff game in Green Bay. I, I'm, I'm still hoping for against him, still hoping the Cowboys get that home field advantage. Um, but I, I, again, and I've been saying this all season, the Cowboys can't, Cowboys can't be afraid of that. No, no you know, no. like if you want to win this Super Bowl, you got to beat, you got to beat whoever they put in front of you. It, so, you can't view, can't view Aaron Rodgers as a boogeyman anymore. You got to view him as your rival, right? And somebody yeah. that you can take down and that you want to take down, right? It's a big bad look, bully on the block. And look, as much as everyone wants to talk about the Aaron Rodgers owning the Cowboys, and look, it's hard It's hard to deny. Look at it. It's not like he's crushed us every time. It took an amazing, life-changing play at the end of the game last time uh, against a team that was probably not as talented as the Green Bay Packers. We'll, this we'll have plenty might... of time to talk about the Packers on this show. Yeah. Don't, don't you know, worry, we're getting guys. way, we're getting way yeah. out. Sorry, guys, yeah. obviously. But it's a celebration. The Cowboys are, are clearly yeah. uh, where they need to be going into the playoffs. They've got two two games remaining. Uh, but I think they showed you tonight. This was the game that you needed to kind of tell the world and for the Cowboys to tell themselves, you know, that that, that these conversations yep. need to involve them because they are one of the better teams in the NFL. Uh, yeah, it's time to stop looking as the Cowboys of this fun story who, you know, they're a playoff team, but probably not a Super Bowl contender to, hey, this team is good enough to win the Super Bowl. They need to go do it right now, right? Absolutely. Um, all right, let's take one more quick break to tell you guys about Bet Online. Bet online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues its march to the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, let's talk about the defense. And man, we could do an hour on this defense right now. But this is the best way I would describe the Cowboys' defense in this one. I actually started to feel bad for Taylor Heineke about in the third <laughs> quarter of this game. Like I legitimately yeah. did. It's like, oh my gosh, you were getting beat up every time he took back. He went back to take a snap. He was getting crushed back there. And when he took that Keanu Neal hit, oh my gosh, it just. I, oh, I honestly really. felt bad for Washington's offense. So, uh, I, I Landon, when is let me ask you this? When is the last time you remember a Cowboys defense being this fun? The I mean the nineties. I mean, I, I, they even in the two thousands, like with with I, I think you're probably the best of those teams is like the 
Jay Ratliff, Demarcus Ware, uh, two thousand like seven, yeah, 2000, Keith Brookings, yeah. Uh, Brady James. But they did you know, like they didn't cause they turnovers at this kind were, of rate, right? The pass rush was really good. Like I agree this. with that. But it, it, but it wasn't this good. No, it wasn't. It, I mean, this it, they they don't they didn't have Demarcus Ware was the only one of those guys who was of the caliber of. Randy yeah, Gregory, he's better than anybody. Marcus Lawrence and and, and, right. and Parsons, like he, I mean, and, and Randy, obviously Demarcus Lawrence is, I mean, Demarcus Ware is a is a Hall of Famer, but but I mean, like you know, Spencer was really good, Ratliff was really good, but I mean, Parsons is maybe one of the best players in the entire league. Randy Gregory, since he's been back, has been on an absolute tear. Demarcus Lawrence, if he was playing at this rate, it, you know, for the entire season, would be the defensive would be the defensive player of the year. Um, and then we're not even talking about the guy who uh, is the other defensive player of the year. Who might actually win the award. <laughs> who might actually win the award after getting pick uh, pick number 12, right? I think 11. It, I 11, mean, today. 11. So, um, and then look, what if Kelvin Joseph suddenly starts yeah. becoming this really, really good player and now you can kick Brown inside and now the defense is like in stratospheres. A lot of people want to know our thoughts before. on Kelvin Joseph. Uh, we can only we judge it from what we saw based on the the TV copy, but he. <laughs> this is the benefit of allowing guys to develop yeah. in your scheme and not forcing them on the field, right? Yeah. When it's actually time for them to step up and play, now that Joseph has had, what, 15 weeks to get ready for this, they're confident, they know what they're supposed to do, and they can play fast. And you saw it today, right? Like. Yep. Joseph didn't look lost in the least bit at all. Like he looked like, Hey, I, I I'm going to earn every single snap that I have. I, I thought, I thought he was phenomenal. I really did. I mean, I, I think David Hellman said it best. If he catches that interception, um, I think that he's probably the thing we're talking about more than anything else on this. And game. Maybe he still he should a, be right. He had a, he had a pass deflection. Um, he had a, a tackle for a loss. I mean, he he just and, and, and in the tackle for loss. I mean, he played it exactly like he had two mm-hmm. pass deflections. I'm sorry. He in the in the in the tackle for loss, he played it exactly like a veteran. He fought through the block yep. and then he got he got behind the line of scrimmage and made the tackles. Like he just, you know. And again, as as much as we're excited about Joseph and we should be, hats off and kudos go, need to go to Anthony Brown because oh, Anthony not. Brown's play this season has allowed this to happen. And and now, honestly, it, it's only going to benefit Brown even more, I think, because you're going to kick him inside. You have an opportunity for them to have even more uh, uh, talent on the field. It's going to be tougher to kind of target Brown exclusively. Um, and I and I don't think you know, it's it it just is going to make everybody's play a lot better. You're going to have more cover guys in the field and and more guys who can do more things. And 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 now suddenly Jordan Lewis is your fourth corner. It's like. You're in a you're in a really great. I mean, well, I'm hard. It's hard for me not to get super excited. They're in a really great spot going into the end of the season, the playoffs, to suddenly have all this depth everywhere on the defense, and uh, and, and a healthy offense right now. It's they're in a good it, spot. And if you're like me and you like to look forward to like next year and what things could look like, like yeah, you've got all these cornerbacks still under contract. Like Anthony Brown's coming back. Jordan Lewis is under contract. Diggs is still under contract. You're deep at corner. Uh, we 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 still see Nation Wright playing a bunch of special team snaps, and he's like your sixth and seventh corner. You even got guys like on your practice yeah. squad who you've been developing for a couple of years now to maybe take over the Maurice Kennedy spot. Like 
they are like legitimately deep at important positions like corner, like safety, and even edge rusher today, Landon. Like Doris Armstrong's a free agent. I thought he played really well. Um, but Chauncey Golston they had a half a sack, starting to look, look a little bit more comfortable, right? You got a bunch of defensive tackles that Quentin Bohana starting to play a little bit better every week. Like they have it feels Basham like they played like really nine, Basham yeah. played really well today. Feels like they've know? got like 18 guys they feel really good about on defense right now. And 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 that's why, you know, you can say, look, I I said it I I and I know people of a certain generation are going to get furious, but I I said it that's what it is. They're doomsday four, man. It's like it, I, it, the difference is is that this isn't just oh, they've got Sean Lee and DeMarcus Ware on the field at the same time. Oh, they've got two They've got superstars, and then they've got like a a, a middle class, a, a upper middle class of defensive players uh, that you know that would fall under. I mean, yep. frankly, you can barely at this point you can barely put a curse in that in that list because he's playing so crazy yep. well. But Curse and Wilson and um, you know uh, Odigi Zua and and, and Gallimore and 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 guys that are just kind of role players but are playing fantastic. Yep. Uh, and then guys that, like that are literally backups like Basham and, and, and yeah. Armstrong that are playing out of their mind when they well, come in. And, and, and I actually think in hindsight, some of the injuries, I mean, obviously the injuries are never good, but like yeah. missing Randy Gregory for four weeks, basically missing DeMarcus Lawrence for 10 weeks. Some ways you wanted to like, is, was that the best thing possible for the team? Because it, it gave Basham more snaps. It gave Torrance Armstrong more snaps. Chauncey Golston, you know, if you need to rely on, on him in a playoff game, at least he's played 400 snaps this year. Osa played a bunch of snaps. Like, they feel like they're not going to go into these games unprepared. Like, they're going to have guys that have a lot of snaps that are ready to go. It's it's almost impossible to go undefeated in the NFL. I mean, obviously, it's only ever happened the one time. Um, but I, I think you look at what it takes to win later in the season. And, you know, when they tell the tale of these Super Bowl teams, they always have adversity. It's, it's really about how they handle that. And, and what the Cowboys have managed to do is put themselves in a position where the adversity, uh, uh, it, 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 grew, it grew these young kids. It grew the down roster players. It, 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 it promoted them and put them in yeah. difficult positions that you didn't want them to be in. But, it, you know, it's just like Terrence Steele last year, right? Like, that was a nightmare. It was terrible, but we survived it. And what what happened at the end of it? You got a better foot. You got a football player that you could put on the field uh, for an undrafted free agent. There's a starting starting level or just below offensive tackle, right? And, and now, now suddenly, he's a weapon in the passing game. Yeah, but it's really it's yeah. Really now he's, a, now he's, an offense, he's basically a tight end. So and, 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 and you can just go down the line and, and and how the Cowboys have developed from internally. They've trusted their process in the draft room. They have, they have, you know, taken chances here. Though they made smart signings this year in free agency, uh, and and by playing all these guys, giving all these guys opportunities, and they keep bragging about it because they know that it's a good thing too. Yeah. By doing that, they've given all this guy these, you know, they've spread the wealth of opportunity and and, and experience of across this team, so that when when guys that are down roster have to get in on a, a key third down because your all star pass rusher is hurt or nicked up or his shoe came off or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it isn't going to wreck your season. You can't just say, oh, well, we didn't have so-and-so on the field, so we, we couldn't make the play. Like They've been able – so many different people on this team, on offense, defense, and, and special teams, to be honest, mm-hmm. 
can make that play whenever you need that play. Yep. There are too many players on this team, not, not too many, but too, so many players in this team that can make that play. And that's, that's yes. really special. I keep thinking back to Mike McCarthy's 2010 Packers. And he talks about this all the time. They had like 80 guys play that season, right. And a whole bunch of guys in the playoffs. And I, I kind of wonder like if Mike McCarthy's philosophy for the regular season shifted after that year. Right. Because I think he knew how important depth was. And I think that's why you saw some of the rotation on the offensive line this year. Obviously we didn't like it because we thought that you were taking better players off the field, but I think all of these things were with this, this long-term goal of, yeah, yes, it might not be good for us now, but in the, in the long run, in the big picture, this will be better for us because, Hey, if we need to go into a playoff game, especially in a COVID season, Landon, like heaven forbid, Somebody test positive on your your offensive line two hours before the game starts. Hey, we can insert Terrence Steele, and he's played eight hundred snaps for us this year. We can play and, Connor McGovern, right? And, and none of that is speculation on our part. No, like this this, this is what they told us. This yes. is what they said. Like you know, McCarthy is the person who continually volunteers that it was like what seventy three players that played on that twenty ten. Yeah, Packers something team. ridiculous like that. That that they so I mean it's not just that we're you know extrapolating this out on unusual uh roster moves that they're doing midseason or or uh or just because uh, other things which i think they do on purpose like slow rolling players back onto the field back from injury right it's not just about making sure that player is healthy it's you know hey we've got guys who we want to be able to trust to make the plays when we need them so we don't want to rush people back in order for them to be hurt again so i think all of that kind of feeds into the idea that you're building a roster, that you're building yep. an entire group of people, not just people that you, oh God, we have to put this guy on the field. If, if you if you feel that way about a player on your roster, it shouldn't be on your roster, Correct. you know. Yeah. So I think that there's something to that that idea of of making sure you don't have just a top heavy team, that you don't just have, uh, you know. That's Stop, why I like done. this team better yeah. than the, like, like something like the Rams, right? Because it feels like wow, the Rams are explosive. They got all these guys at the top end. But if you look at the middle of their team and the down roster of their team, they just don't compare with the Cowboys. And, well, and I, I think, think the Cardinals the, are going through the same thing right now, right? Yeah, Hopkins exactly. And, Hopkins and J.J. Watt, obviously two really good players are out. They're having a hard time even scoring anything on offense now that they lost Hopkins, right? Uh, I want to go back to the really quickly about kind of slow, slow rolling these guys back from injuries, right? Like yeah. Michael Gallup, when he first heard his diagnosis, it was three to four weeks with the calf injury, right? He yeah. didn't return for what seven games or something. He missed like that. That's right. And That's what right. did that allow them to do? Malik Turner played a bunch of snaps, particularly like in that Denver game, right? And Cedric Wilson played more snaps. Malik Turner gets to do a game today and makes what was that? <laughs> I, it was an incredible play. It was right? amazing. Like, that and, first guy that he made miss, he just made him fall down. Like and, and and it was it was one of those games where you just those plays where you're just watching it. You're going no 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 stop. Oh wait no keep going no yep do it do it do it do yep, it do it do yep, it. It just yep. kept on going. It was crazy. And, and but now yeah. they've got depth at receiver right. And like Noah Brown is supposed to be coming back in the next week or two. And I don't know how you're going to sort out those snaps after your top three uh, because Jarwin's going to be back by the playoffs. They, they're going eventually they're going to have some snaps there. I would imagine so. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I will say again, not a terrible problem to have, right? Uh, Too many, too many mouths to feed on, on on the side of the ball. So we've been doing this podcast uh, over a thousand episodes now, as we've told you guys a couple of times, 
not just because of this win, but because of the way the last month has gone. This is the most optimistic I've ever been about this Cowboys team. And I think for good reason, right? I think you've got a head coach that knows what it takes to win in the playoffs and knows how to manage a team and how to have the long-term picture always in mind. Uh, You've got a really good offense. You've you've got a defense that just finds a way to get two, three, four turnovers every week. I just, I'm really, really enjoying the season. Is is the and my years always get mixed up in here? But was it the 2014 Cowboys? What was the year with Demarco Murray and and Romo? 2014. This is better though because no, I was going to say this. This the only time I felt as immediately excited about the Cowboys prospects of of going far into the playoffs was that was that team. It just felt like that team had something special at the end of the year too, right? The uh, difference I would is, say is the Cowboys had to play a style of offense to protect their defense that season, right? Yeah, exactly. They ran exactly. almost on every first down just to try to to make sure their defense wouldn't get on the field. And it ended up costing them, right? Like they got to the playoffs and yep. the defense couldn't get stops, right? Yep. This team feels different. Like Absolutely. if the Cowboys offense is off for a quarter and a half, the defense can carry them like yep. against legitimately good teams. And I think that's why I'm so excited about this team. That's all. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it feels, it feels, it feels different. It feels like I remember what it was like watching this team when I was like 14 years old, yeah. go into San Francisco and, and play San Francisco, like those early nineties teams. It feels like that because you, there's just such a high level of confidence that your offense and your defense can get it done. Ah, oh, what a great Christmas present. That was just a great weekend. It really the, was. The Cowboys won, the Steelers lost, uh, a whole bunch of other fun things happened. So, uh, I joined myself, Wayne. Let's, that's all I'm saying. So Me too. Me too. Uh, and and we're, we're heading into a, a good New Year too, and I'm excited about yeah. it. We're going to have a great game against Arizona coming up. Uh, there's lots of exciting things uh, to come for the Cowboys that we're just kind of getting rolling right now. Busy show this week. We're going to do some uh, all 22 notes on Tuesday. And, boy, I am excited for that show. This Me tape too. should be a lot of fun to watch, right? Should Absolutely. Should be uh, one of the better ones. Twitter questions later this week. We've got a crossover show with the guys on the Locked On Cardinals. Busy show. Make sure you're subscribing to the Locked On Cowboys podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.